0: Hello everyone and welcome to Across the Pond with me Mehmet Tanya. This is our first episode so just want to say welcome and thank you for joining us today. It is Monday the 20th, um, we are three days away from the NFL Draft and I cannot wait for this year's Draft. Uh, I'm never usually a big fan of the Draft, it doesn't usually draw me in but this year um, I'm not going to lie with the, the way things are going and the way... Uh, so we going to be virtual. I am looking forward to it, and I am going to be watching the first night. Hope you guys are too. It's it's going to be interesting. Okay, there's there's going to be issues, and it, it is going to be very fun to watch. Um, like I said, thank you for watching. Uh, starting to this is this episode of episode number one. Uh, I just want to say in this podcast in general, we are going to be talking about the NFL. That is where we are predominantly based, but we um, also will talk about other things such as what's going on in the world and we'll try to get a, a variation but this and uh, this podcast is nfl orientated uh in this episode of the podcast though we are going to be talking about the nfl draft and how everything that's going on is going to affect that draft we'll, we'll be discussing that in a bit more detail i also want to talk about how covid 19 is actually affecting the nfl in general other than the draft what we're going to see potentially next season that is is uh That has affected the uh, NFL because of COVID nineteen. What what will we see? Um, Like I said, I'm not an expert at this. I'm not. uh, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but we'll just throw the opinions opinions out there and let you guys listen to what you think might be right or wrong. And then finally, in this episode, we are going to be answering some user submitted questions. uh, See what the crazy wild world of the internet has for us, and we will. Read your questions out and discuss them. And hopefully, it is a fun episode. This episode won't be long. This is my first episode. So, there's going to be mistakes. But I really hope you enjoy this first episode of the Across the Pond podcast. And yeah, let's get straight into the podcast. And I hope you enjoy. Okay, so let's just jump straight into the NFL draft and let's just talk about how who's going to go number 1 in the draft um let's be honest joe boris uh, for me it's going to go number 1 uh, i don't see chase young uh, taking number 1 it has to be joe, joe boris in my mind the bengal's are a team that is there the bengal's don't the, the bengal's don't scream success i mean they never have um they need something to get them out this hole and the only the only thing I see is Joe Boris coming into the Bengals um they need a quarterback don't get me wrong Andy Dalton isn't isn't bad but he's not going to take them he's not going to take them anywhere he's not going to take them to a championship we can take the Super Bowl out there he's not going to take them to a a, a divisional championship he's never going to even win the division I don't think with the the Bengals It, it has to be Joe Boris at number one for me um, there has been talk about the Dolphins trying to trade up to get Joe Burrows, um, but the way it's looking now, I, I don't see them. I don't see them doing it. They they could take uh Chua in the draft. The the, the Dolphins have the third pick, um, and if they want to pass on Chua because of his injuries, then they can. Uh, but I, uh, but I think they'll they'll probably take Chua at number three. But number one, I have to go with Joe Burrows. Um, I don't see anyone else taking it, like I said, Chase Young is probably the only contender and I don't believe he will either, but talking about Chase Young, I uh, just read the CBS Sports Rankings for the draft and Chase Young is placed as the number one prospect in the draft and uh, that doesn't mean he's going to be picked first overall, but he's the number one prospect for teams according to the C- uh, according to CBS. Um, after watching some of his tape and looking up on him, I can I can understand to an extent of why they have him up there. But I I don't see him over I don't see him over Joe Burrows, in my opinion. Uh I can't see him over Joe Burrows Just due to the fact of what Joe accomplished last season in college and what he can bring to the NFL and especially if he joins a team like the Bengals, he can completely completely flip that organisation around. Uh Chase Young, he can he can change he can change a team. Okay, he can change uh, especially the defense. He can change the defense. But if he if he lands on, I believe it's the Redskins with the number two pick. Um, if he if he lands with the Redskins and the Redskins do take him, you do have to understand that they've they've only got a second year quarterback in the, uh, Dwayne. Um, last season, uh, I believe Dwayne Haskins only played a few games um and if you, the, the defense can be good as good as you want but if you don't have a team that's putting up points um on the offense it, it's not going to work so if he joins the redskins yeah he has potential to change the defense but i don't think it's going to change the redskins in general uh, i can't i can't see the redskins being a contender this year f- for anything really not even their division I feel like they'll get a few more wins though, but I'm not, I'm not looking at them to be very high up, but Chase Young, from what I've seen, he's a great player. Um, I don't know why they've got him over Joe Burrows. Like I said, Joe Burrows is probably going to change the Bengals in some way. Fingers crossed because that organisation has been awful. The Bengals have, it's it's just the Bengals. They, they have never changed. They still don't even have a, a indoor facility. They're playing outdoors, no matter what the weather, um, the Bengals, are their fan base is good. I'll give it to them. They've never had anything to cheer about. But yeah, for me, it's Joe Boy's at number one. Uh, talking back to that CBS ranking, though, however, they've got Tua at number five, which I can understand, down to the fact that no one really knows where he stands with the injuries. Um, there's been a lot of talk around that. Uh, his agent came out and said that he was completely fine. Said that he could throw the ball better than anyone he's ever seen. Uh and I think at one point he compared him to uh Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers, I believe, is um. So high praise high praise there, hundred percent. Um but it's it sh- I think teams don't don't know if to take him or not, just just down to his uh injury injury status. Um he has multiple injuries, however. Um he has multiple surgeries as well but you've got to understand that uh the college you went to Alabama they um they were taking these surgeries and giving them extra surgeries is what from what I've heard is they're giving them extra surgeries so they uh so they don't get future problems so it could look it could look worse on him having a lot more surgeries but team's got to understand that this is Supposedly will help the player, so fingers crossed. I do hope the best for two. I do think that he will probably get picked third with the Dolphins. Um, the way that everyone to mark mark drafts are going, probably will get picked third. Um, but he will be behind uh, Fitzmagic. Uh, don't expect uh, Fitzpatrick to just sit there and just let this kid take take his reign. You know. He, the guy's been there for too long, uh, so unless Chua can show something, I think he'll be sitting behind Fitzpatrick for for maybe a couple games. Um, however, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a take Chua at third, you're gonna want him to start. You you know you're not gonna keep Ryan around. But I believe if he, Ryan's gonna fight for the job, okay, he's not gonna sit around and let Chua take it. Um, but if they ask him to. And just tell him too is going to be the starter. I believe uh, Ryan can actually be a really good um, influence for Tua. He can teach him the league. He can he he can tell him the ins and outs of the league. He's, Fitzpatrick has been around and he knows what he's doing. I mean, as a quarterback, he's a good person to sit behind. Um, this year is full of good quarterbacks, uh, and lots of teams are actually wanted to draft a quarterback position. Um, Obviously, Chua, Joe Burrows are in that conversation. But there's a lot of teams that, you know, still need quarterbacks. You're so looking at teams like the Patriots, for example. They Yes, they have Jarrett Siddham, but he did well in the preseason. However, if you look at his only snaps that he played in the NFL, he is, I think his last snap was a um, a pick six against the Jets. Um, so, obviously, the Patriots then signed Brian Hoyer for practically nothing. Uh, that guy's on a minimal contract um, and they just picked up another quarterback I can't can tell you his name uh, off the top of my head so if they did pick up uh, someone in the draft that would leave them with four quarterbacks on the string their cap space isn't very high so they have to put that into consideration um, but the Chargers obviously need a quarterback the Dolphins already explained they've got Fitzpatrick but they want someone who could be around for a while um, the Colts just signed Philip Rivers, but you never know. It's Philip Rivers. He could get injured. He's getting there. He's getting old. And same with the um, Steelers. Many people saying the Steelers should have um, tried to get Jamie Swinston because uh, they don't believe Ben Rufflesperger will be fit the whole season. Uh, he wasn't fit last season and they had to put their backup quarterback in. Uh, well, he... He ended up getting hit with a helmet, so that, that sums it up, you know. The, the Steelers, in my opinion, should have should have took a chance on Jeremy. And if they had the cap, salary, they should have took a chance on Cam Newton. Um, Ben's getting old, the, you know. He's not what he was. You can't see him winning the Super Bowl with them ever again, in my opinion. And I think they should start looking for someone to change that franchise around and bring it back to winning ways. Because I mean, they were they were all a good contender, but the past couple of years, if not really been in it. Um, I think they should be looking for someone to sit behind Ben for maybe a year and then let Ben mentor them uh, and then bring them in as a new franchise quarterback. Maybe they'll pick someone up in the draft. We'll see. Um, but they, de- in my opinion, they definitely need to get someone in. If they don't get Jameis or Cam, potentially they're looking at someone in the draft or they're just being completely blind to the fact that Mason Rudolph is an awful backup quarterback, let's be honest. And they believe Ben can survive the season, but you never know. It's the NFL. Uh, things surprise you in the NFL. Um, especially when it comes down to positions, things you don't understand. Uh, teams have plans. Sometimes and plans work, sometimes they don't. But there's a lot of teams that you you do have to question, um, especially when it comes to the teams that are struggling and they don't seem to make any moves. Um, me myself I'm a Patriots fan and I, I've questioned some of the moves in free agency this year obviously if they getting rid of Tom Brady sign Brian Hoyer sign another quarterback and get rid of people like Kyle Vannoy. uh you know um, it, it has confused me but it's the NFL it's what, it's, what we, it's what we wait year years for you know find out what's going on with our teams And but in my opinion it's going to be a great draft this year because I feel like these draft picks will make a big difference. It's a it's a big draft class and um, I'm really waiting for, I'm really looking forward to it. However, one of the main things that I'm actually looking forward to is uh the issues with the tech. Now this has been a big big talk on everyone's uh, minds is how the tech's gonna run. Obviously with the coronavirus, uh Social distancing is a thing and the NFL has took themselves up on that to install social distancing. Uh, Imagine the PR if you had 60 guys, family, friends, sat in one room for one guy waiting to get drafted, you know, house party. Imagine how bad it would look on the NFL if they had that. So they're going to have to do it virtually. They're going to have to make sure that the people that they film I don't have too many people with them. Um, It'll be interesting for sure. There's definitely going to be mistakes, you know. Roger Goodell's doing it from his basement. Like, I can't imagine Roger Goodell being any good with technology. And half these uh, GMs and coaches are going to have to use technology. You think about Bill Belichick. I mean, is he going to be able to, you know... What did he call it? Snap face. He, he can't snap face. Is he going to be able to use technology as a Patriots fan? Fingers crossed. He he can use technology, um, but you never know. It 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 should be interesting with 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 the uh, tech. Uh, I actually did hear today that the NFL, if you don't give a pick in by the end of the clock, they will extend the time because of the thoughts of of the uh, technology messing up and not being able to put a, um, not being able to get in before the clock finishes, get a pick in before the clock finishes. Um, So they are looking out for issues, which is good. Um, Good for them, but not good for the viewer because I think everyone's, deep down, everyone is, is watching this draft just for mistakes and everyone's in quarantine. I mean, Everyone's locked down, there's there's nothing else to do. You know, people at home, what else to do but just to sit back and watch a bunch of old white guys, you know, guys who only know money, play around with technology. It's, uh, it'd definitely be interesting. Fingers crossed, everyone's connection's got to be good or we're just going to be sat there watching a a shit fest of just, you know, internet's breaking down. It's it's um definitely something to watch this year. It will never happen again. I mean, I doubt in our lifetimes there'll be an epidemic like this that completely shuts down everywhere, you know. So we will never get to see this again. So it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to see the NFL uh virtually doing the draft, you know. But swiftly moving on to actually our second subject is how the coronavirus will have an effect on the NFL season, which is a which is a Topic obviously with lockdown and quarantine, teams aren't able to go out and talk to draft prospects, which is a big issue. Lots of prospects feel left out of the draft, you know, they couldn't make pro days, they wanted to, uh, they couldn't make the combine, sorry, they wanted to go to a pro day. They didn't have the opportunity to do that Um, because by the time pro days were coming around, that's when everything started to go in lockdown, is when all these rules came, came in place, and they didn't have the opportunity to show themselves, present themselves, teams didn't have the opportunity to go out and talk to the draft prospects and, you know, that's what's needed in in this league is to go out and talk to people and find out who they really are and teams haven't had that opportunity. Now, being said that, lots of players have actually filmed themselves uh, running, catching, throwing, Chua did it, uh, couple of days back he made a little pro film for himself and it's good it's good to see people trying to get themselves on the map but for the for the names that aren't big you know for the the people that are low down in the draft I do feel for them um you have to you know sometimes your whole people's NFL careers rely on just speaking someone and just saying this is what I'm about and they won't get that you know it's it's troubling, it's troubling times for them for them and I really do hope for the best. Uh you know, is not only that of the draft draft prospects but there are players in the NFL that have been affected by COVID nineteen and one of them recently is the Denver Broncos player, Von Miller, Super Bowl champion, you know, defensive player of the year I believe. Uh he got affected with COVID nineteen. He he got it a couple of days back. I think it was three days now, four days. Um he contracted the virus. It was reported, uh, which is sad news. I hope he gets. I hope he gets better. Um, but this virus can have. If if one person gets it, you know, it can have a big effect on a team. If if a, you know Von Miller is a huge player for the Denver Broncos, you know he is the life and soul of that defense. Like you know, you think of the Broncos, you think of Von Miller, you know. Um, so it's it's had an effect on it on the players as well. There was a Raiders offensive lineman who uh caught it the other day. Sean Payton caught it, had mild mild symptoms, just uh, reported that he beat it. Um you know it's luckily look at these players are being treated and being looked after, but it can have an effect on the team. Uh it just in the fact that if, if a player takes ill and they can't play the season or you know they, they get weaker and you know they they need more time to build up, it's it's gonna affect the team. It's gonna affect everyone around them, especially big star players like Von Miller. Um, there's not been many people in the league reported with it, which is good because they're all hiding away in their big mansions and big houses, all safe. Everything's delivered. They're okay. Uh, we, you know, and if we want an NFL season, we've got to deal with that. Um, but yeah, it, it, fingers crossed. No more players get it. Fingers crossed. No one else. No one gets it. But never mind. In the NFL, you know, we, we want the season to go ahead. We want something to look forward to um actually talking about that will the season go ahead it's a big thing that was people were talking about I think it will I think the season's going to go ahead um however the season's going to be affected. okay so teams probably won't be have able to have OTAs you know it's just going to run straight into pre-season and you know new players you know for example people who have been picked up in free agency or drafts you know they're going to have to come into the league into their new teams with very little time spent with their teammates, you know, practice. It's going to be very different. We could see the preseason include a lot more star players because they want to get used to their new teams, get used to new systems. I was listening to a podcast with AJ Hawk and Aaron Rodgers uh yesterday, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking about how when he had a new coach, uh when he was transferred from say college or to the NFL, um, and when new coaches came in at Green Bay he had troubles uh, understanding the terminology so you got to think if if Aaron Rodgers has trouble you know Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now I'm not going to put him up there as a top quarterback because in my opinion that is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers won't pass him but he is up top if he is confused and he struggles to keep up with terminology and AJ Hawk said it as well AJ Hawk uh, played as a linebacker uh, for the Green Bay Packers, uh, won a Super Bowl with them as well. He even he said it. I mean, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. You know, other players agree that terminology is a hard thing to understand, and you have to take your time to understand it, and you, you have to be in that system to learn it. Um, now, the good the good players will will pick it up, okay. But there's going to be some players that really do struggle, and that could affect the the way teams are. Um, how teams develop with each other is a big thing. Join OTAs, rookies get to learn about other people. Rookies get to learn about themselves, and the team gets to finally see who they are. But this year, they're gonna to have to do it in pre-season which uh, is gonna be—you know—you've got much smaller time to learn that and to input that and be ready for week one. And maybe, maybe they shorten down the season and let them have OTAs. Let them have preseason, uh, and let them have a shorter NFL season. But obviously, with the new CBA uh, that's come in place with the seventeen seventeen uh, games a season, you know, it's going to affect that. And then they got to talk about money. Will it affect the money? But you know, luckily, these are things that I don't have to worry about. And you got to leave it up to the big guys. But you know, there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to be ready for there's a lot to happen and it's it's a very it's a very interesting times in the NFL in the world um, and I'm looking forward to see how things pan out with the coronavirus actually having an effect on the season um, and here's the big thing is with the with the fans how are they going to how's the NFL going to sit there and decide how many fans are allowed in the stadium. Like, you think you think some stadiums, we're talking Lambeau Fields, how many does that have around? 70,000, Lambert Fields. 70,000, I believe, something around there. You know, it's big stadium. I mean, are you going to let everyone go in? And if you're going to limit how many people can go in, how are they going to... Decide how many people go in. Who goes in. Because you've got to think. Currently. We're not supposed to be within. Two feet of people. That's that's a government guidelines here in the UK. How is it. In a couple of months. We're going to go from. Not being near anyone. Two feet away. To 80. 80,000. 70,000. 60,000 in some cases. You know. How are we going to. How are we going to move that quick. I think. That he's going to have to assess how many people can be in a stadium social distancing because if you know it, it, it can easily come back if we're if we're not cautious the coronavirus can come back it's still going to be around um, does the NFL take a risk you know it could be a big p r explosion if uh people go to a game and then two weeks later everyone who went to that game is confirmed with the virus and you know people love football in the states and people love football all over the world and if you give them the opportunity to go they're going to go okay do you risk them people getting a virus do you try and limit it do you try to put in rules do they make it so you can like you have to sit 2 feet apart from everyone maybe they they shut the concession stands uh, stop! Stop the spread. Or do you just go all out and put eighty thousand people in the stadium, let them sit, shoulder to shoulder, practically show each other's spit as they shout across across the bleachers at the quarterback, the ref. They stand in lines of hundreds of people waiting to go get a hot dog or beer. Like there's a lot to risk. Okay, there's a lot to risk for the NFL. Money. Obviously, is a driving point for the NFL. Like, let's be honest, it's it's all about money. So, not having fans in the stadium, you know, is, is gonna is gonna drop the revenue down. Okay, completely drop the revenue down. That's that's you that's you gotta wonder is how money is gonna affect the season this year because it's it's all about money. Okay, teams need money. it wouldn't surprise me if if we if we do see some social distancing measures. Limits put on how many people, limits to where people sit, what tickets are sold, concession stands. Personally, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't see how how the NFL can sit there and put their put their greed over people's lives. Obviously, it's a personal choice by the people to go, but if you open it up, the people are going to think it's safe. You know, obviously, there's going to be some people that say no I'm not going anywhere for six months, seven months after this all finishes. But there's people there's people gonna go and you know, when they reopen it, I there's gonna be a long list of people waiting to get in these stadiums, waiting to get back into sports. Um so do you reopen it and have it full and probably potentially get a wave full of people coming in for sports, or do you just completely limit yourself or do you shut your doors? Um when I was the uh, AJ Hogg it was saying as well on, on his podcast that uh playing with no fans he said he, would it you know would it affect the players of the question being asked and you know he said that basically after a few games it would be strange okay. but after a few games uh, the players would get used to it it's kind of like uh going to like four bengal's games you know there's barely anyone in the stadium you know just a few coughs you know the bengal's the bengal's are a prime example of social distancing we can we can say that uh, the Bengals attendance is awful. San Francisco 49ers attendance was awful before this season, you know. Um but yeah. Uh players players will probably feel a bit weird, but I don't think the play will be affected by having that one in the stadiums. Um like I said it, it'll probably it'll probably boost revenue when the, uh, when the stadiums are open back up full capacity. Everyone rushes in the doors, everyone wants to be back into a game. No one wants to be sat at home. Everyone's going to be to doing stuff. So I feel like the NFL, if they do reopen the stadiums, you know, when it's all safe, people are going to rush into there. Um, So we got through two of our subjects. Now, before I start my last subject, my final subject, I just want to say, like, thank you for everyone for listening to this podcast so far. Uh, This is episode one, so I'm only just learning um, how podcasts work, how to format it, how to talk in it, you know. It's completely new to me, um, and I'm interested to actually start doing it. I've I've always like, I've liked podcasts for a while now, and you know I, I can talk. <laughs> I, I talk too often anyway. I might as well sit down and have fun doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry if it's if it's not if it's not the greatest programmed it. But I really do hope you enjoy it. I am looking to get um, people on, uh, friends of mine, to talk about it. Um, this is a British podcast, so I'll try to get uh, mainly British people on. Um, maybe some Americans in in, uh, in the future, but at the moment it's British people. Um, we might have a friend of mine, Ben, who's played uh, football in the UK and has also played for the great British team. Uh, Ben's played for a couple of years now, I've known Ben for a while. Um... Uh, We might be able to get him on on an episode and talk to him about the NFL. He's a Seahawks fan, so we could talk to him about Super Bowl 49, that interception. I know he likes speaking about that. It's his favourite thing to talk about. Um, We could get him in on the podcast and we can talk about the NFL, like I said, and his time playing with GB, how he finds the game here in the UK. Um, I know everyone listening, you know, not everyone listening will be from the UK. There'll be people from the USA and when I tell people from the USA there is actually a league in the UK, people people seem shocked, so it'd be nice to hear from someone who's played in, in GB of what he's experienced and how the league is. Um he's played abroad with GB, so it'd be nice to get him in. So if you stay tuned for that episode, it'd be a nice quick interview with a friend of mine. Uh, we're trying to get some content up because it's, it's it's in quarantine and everyone's everyone's locked down, so it's nice to it's you know just relax, just listen to it, you know it'll be it's it'll be a fun time doing a few more of these. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Let's get into the final segment of to uh, of this podcast. Um, I asked a couple of my friends and I posted in a couple of groups some submitted questions. So uh, what I asked for was anything NFR related. It doesn't have to be about the draft. It doesn't have to be about coronavirus. It can be about anything NFR related. Um, and I'll answer it. Uh, I picked a few of my favourites. Um, some of them I feel are challenging questions and that's why I picked them. Uh, because the more challenging the better. Um, but yeah, we'll just get straight into the first question. which is from Bailey. And they ask, how confident I am in Jarrett Stidham. Obviously, if you don't know Jarrett Stidham is the Patriots backup quarterback who was behind Tom Brady last season. Um, how do I feel about him? I would say if well, obviously they've just signed Hoyer and Patriots have been rumoured to actually be going up in the draft uh to potentially sign another pick. Um so Let's say that Jarrett Stidham just start um, as a quarterback next season and it's not Brian Hoyer, which has been rumoured as well. I I do not want Brian Hoyer to start, I can tell you that. But say it is Jarrett Stidham. I would say I'm at least 60% confident that he is NFL ready. I mean, looking at the league right now, I could point out a starting quarterback uh that I would you know I would rather have Jarrett Stidham over the starting quarterback and that starting quarterback is actually some Sam Darnold. I mean maybe some would be better in a in a different situation but I mean I'd rather have Jarrett Stidham over a few quarterbacks and you might tell me that's crazy. Like he's not even you know he's he's only paid three snaps. Uh, one of them was a pick six. Um but I I've, I've been I'm a Patriots fan obviously so once Tom Brady left and I finished crying, you know, I went and looked at Jarrett Stidham and I looked at his pre season tape. I watched the preseason but I didn't really pay much attention into it. But this this time I did uh, the throws he made and the way he performed made me think that this guy is ready for the NFL. Um I don't think Bill Belichick would've picked him. Um In the draft, if he didn't think that he was capable of replacing Tom Brady, Tom Brady said that he knew he was leaving for, uh, you know, the start of the season, last season, he he knew he was leaving the Patriots. Um, And I I bet they knew that before as well. You know, Bill Belichick obviously had his ideas. I think that he picked Jackson for a reason, and that's because he's seen something in him. If you look at the preseason tapes, I mean, I see something in him. Will he convert what he has into um, starting an NFL position? I think he can. I think um, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, you know, great great two minds at football. I think they'll. I think they'll uh, understand Jarrett Siddham's needs, um, what he's weak at, what he's good at, what what he's what is around him that he needs. Does he need a wide receiver? Does he need a running back, you know, and if they want to keep him long term, I think they'll find a way around Jarrett and make him the quarterback that they want. Um, so I'm I'm 65%, 65% confident that Jarrett Stidham is gonna be good this season. And our second question um is from Christian Blake. Christian asks, How do I think Tom Brady will do at the Buccaneers? Um interesting question uh it's a difficult one because tom brady has played in a system under bill belichick for 20 years i mean he knows that system in and out okay and tom brady has said that he doesn't want to come over to bruce arians and tell him out to run his system okay so everything around tom's going to be new Tom has never had to adapt to a new coach. Okay, he's had to adapt to new head coaches, but Josh McDaniel's been here for he's been with the team for years. Okay, so he's never had to adapt. Now, do I think Tom Tom Brady can adapt? Yes. I mean this guy knows he this guy knows football, you know, like it's counting one to ten. Like he can he can do that in his with his eyes closed. you know it's easy to him. I think Tom can adapt. It's just about how will the team adapt around him? I think Bruce Arians has enough knowledge uh, to um, work with Tom. I think together they'll actually be a good, uh, a good uh, head coach and quarterback combination. Um, Tom signed two years with the Buccaneers. I don't know if he will re-sign with them, but two years I think is is a, is a long enough time to have some success. Uh, do I think they'll win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think he would take them to a position that they haven't been in for a while? Yes. Uh, it's Tom Brady. Um, I think we just have to sit and watch uh, what goes on around him. How he does in week one. I think I think after about week one or week two, we will have a good idea of how Tom has settled in. You know, I think Bruce Arians is, is willing to learn from Tom. I mean... I think they'll work well together. I think Tom Brady would do good. He won't win a Super Bowl with his two years there, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. I'm still, you know, it's, you know, he's still got love for Tom Brady. Like he still won well, six Super Bowls. If you don't have love for him, I don't see how you, you can't if you're a Patriots fan. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll be successful. I think he will understand what he's doing. I think Bruce will. Uh, get players around Tom Brady, change things around Tom Brady, Um, I think he'll be successful. But not to the stages he was in New England. This is more like a a retirement, you know, a nice settle down, win a couple of games, you know, nothing big. Um, He'll be successful. I mean, winning games isn't easy in the NFL, so winning games, you know, you can call that success. Um, Maybe he would take, potentially I'd say first year, maybe playoffs. Uh, That's, that's what I'm saying, but no higher than the playoffs. Maybe the it won't take them to the NFC Championship, I don't think. But it's Tom Brady. You you're never count him out. Uh and our third question is um as as another Patriots question. Uh, related. I know the other one wasn't, but it's Tom Brady, it's it related to the Patriots. Um is uh, from Ben. Uh as a Patriots fan, who do I think the Patriots should take in the first round? Now the Patriots have, I believe it's a 23rd, maybe, overall pick uh, in the first round. Now, maybe the Patriots move up. You know, it's. I'm sure there's a plan somewhere of what they're going to do in the first round. I would like them to take Tua. I'd rather have Tua over um, the to them, I don't have to worry about Drafts uh, But also I was looking around for who they could take. Um, and I found a tight end called Peter Schrager, I believe his name is. Um, he's broke a couple of receiving records for his team, he looks good. And obviously we're looking at Gronkowski and his past, uh, how well he did with the Patriots due to the system. I think if the Patriots can get another good tight end, that whoever is at quarterback position can use him. Uh, so if they got Peter Schrager, they miss out on Tua, but they get Peter Schrager and they keep Jarrett Stidham, uh, I think that would be a good combination. But if not, I would like to see Tua. Obviously, that was, like I said, that would leave four people on the uh, roster when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, which is interesting, but you've got to understand that has been done, been done before with Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Brissett, Garoppolo and Hoyer. Uh, they were all in the team at one point, so there's four people there. Um, but no, I do, I do believe two is a good pick. I would want the Patriots to take a, a risk on him. There was also another quarterback that the Patriots have been rumored to be chasing. Can't remember his name. But I'd say Tua, and if Tua gets picked up early and the Patriots don't trade up, then I say get this new tight end. Um, that's what I'd like to get. I'd like to see the Patriots bring back a tight end. who is dominant, and according to what I've read, Peter, Peter is a is a dominant tight end. Um, he's also got a confusing last name and an easy first name, just like Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you know, things may be adding up, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, leave one of them two and I'll be happy. Um and I got a few quick ones here from Tom. Uh Tom says Uh who do I think my best off moves are, like underrated moves? Um and I'm just gonna pick one out here, Carl Vanoi. Uh Carl actually played in Detroit before he joined the New England Patriots. Um, and in the past couple of years, being a Patriot, he has excelled. Like if you watch the games you will see the difference he makes. Uh, Caravano joined Miami with uh, Flaws, Coach Flaws, um who used to be the defensive coordinator when we played the Rams. He was a defensive coordinator. Then moved on to Miami uh, last season. And uh, coincidentally, he's, he's taken a few of our players, just like uh, Matt Patricia. So it seems like, you know, all these defensive coordinators who played for us moving on to head coaches and... They're taking all our players. And I think he saw something in Karl Vannoy. And Karl Vannoy obviously enjoys playing for him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have joined. He obviously liked the guy when he was here with the Patriots. Um, and I think it's just... I think it's an underrated move just because people aren't talking about it. And the effect that Karl carvanoi can have on a team if he plays up to standard. He's not a standout star player. but He definitely makes moves and he definitely can change games. Um, You look at when he played with the the Chiefs, you know, if you watched him lock down on Mahomes, it was incredible. So I definitely think he's an underrated uh, player in free agency that was signed and that can help Miami get to places that haven't been before. I hate to say that, but I do think he's a good player for Miami. Um, Tom also asked um, who the worst team who I think will be the worst team. Now, this is an interesting one because I never I never really know with the worst teams. I want to say they'll do good, but they never, they never, you know, end up being right. It's definitely difficult. I think, when it comes down to the, the teams, obviously we have the consecutive teams who are like, always bad. You're talking about like, the Cardinals have not been great. There was good last season, you know, um, the Bengals, the Jets. However, this season, I'm not sure. Just with the way how everything could change, um, depending on the draft and COVID-19 affected teams, I believe deep down, Teams that are obviously going to struggle are the teams like the Jets, the Giants. Um, I feel like the Redskins will struggle as well. Um, Potentially the Lions, I mean they had a good team last season, however, nothing ever special. Um, I feel like the Bengals won't be the worst team though. I'm going to throw it out there and say the worst team this season is either going to be the Browns or the Broncos. Um, the Broncos haven't made many moves from what I've saw. The Broncos, are, they're a good team, but they need a lot more than... What they've got now. Uh, so, over the Browns or the Broncos, just the Brown- I've put the Browns up there mainly just because-, because it is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you never know what to expect with them. Uh, if they make any moves, maybe they'll make some moves in free agency, but they ain't got a very high pick to do that either. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and I'm going to make it one more question uh, from Tom. Um... I'm trying to pick one that isn't too Patriots-related. Now we'll, we'll pick this question, but we'll change it a little. He asks who my favorite Patriot player is. Uh, let me change that to who my favorite player is, other than a Patriots player, because there's been too many, too many Patriots players at the moment. Um, and when I look at players who aren't in the Patriots, I, you know, I look for that. I look for that show. Sometimes I look for like people being a good person. But deep down in my heart, I would I was thinking more Patrick Mahomes, but I do really like Russell Wilson. Um, he took them to two two Super Bowls straight. I mean, if a good team around Russell Wilson, I believe he can be a contender. He is a contender every year. Don't get me wrong, um, but with just a little bit, you know, a few more players, a few tweaks here and there. You know i feel like he, he will definitely back he'll be back in the super Bowl sometime in his in his career. he's in his prime right now like and he can move around that pocket like nothing else i mean he's 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 crazy okay i he's he's a nice guy if you follow him on instagram I, I like what Russell wilson's about He seems like a nice guy i think he's just uh said he was going to have another have another kid uh he's great on the football field he does a lot of charity work off the football field. Um, and whenever I see the Seahawks on, uh, you know, Monday or Thursday night game, when, you know, it's not on a Sunday, because I'm always watching my Patriots on a Sunday, but when I see them on a game when the Patriots aren't playing, uh, I will always give it a watch, because I love what Russell uh, Russell Wilson can can bring to a team, uh, what he brings to the Seattle Seahawks, what he has brought to the Seattle Seahawks, for how many years now? God, I, I don't know when he was drafted, but he's explosive, he can make plays he keeps plays alive. And he's a nice guy. Okay, like, you can't hate Russell Wilson. You, you never see him trash talk. You know, he's he seems like a pretty humble guy. Never seems to brag about his success of his Super Bowl, you know. Um, he's, he's, like I said, he's a great player. Uh, but I'll put it just quickly out there. Who's my favourite Patriots player? Obviously, currently... Obviously, it would be Tom Brady. But currently, it has to be Julian Edelman or... Stefan Gilmore but I'm just going to say Julian Edelman just down to the fact that he has been there longer than Stefan and Julian Edelman has always been this little hype guy in the back with Tom Brady um, always got to enjoy watching Julian Edelman play he's a funny guy if you watch uh, Super Bowl 53 you'll see that motivational yeah so that's my favorite current Patriots player uh, and that should actually bring us towards the end of our podcast uh I hope you have enjoyed this is my first podcast, like I said about five hundred times. Um I uh it's been fun doing this. I am looking forward to doing my next podcast. Um hopefully that should be after the draft and we can talk about uh players being brought in. Uh so we'll definitely get another podcast in after the draft. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um please if you can follow me subscribe to me however you do it on your your podcast um, i'm going to start a youtube channel where i'll be putting clips in audio clips in of what i think i'll be using for my podcast so you if you don't want to watch the whole podcast you can just hear my opinions uh on youtube i will get that out at a later date on my youtube account if you you know want to subscribe to that when it's when it's out and uh, i might be able to open up an instagram account as well where you can send me in questions and if you want you can be on the show it could get you in and talk a little bit about football um so yeah i really hope you've enjoyed this episode i want to be as interactive as i can with people who are listening because it makes it more fun um please 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 stick around for episode two uh i'll improve if you think this is awful i'll improve i'll i'll listen to it i'll cringe a little but i'll listen to it um but yeah Thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh it's you know been a pleasure to host it uh, and I hope you listen to it across the pond uh next time we upload.